the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along the Tuesday edition. I would say it's kind of like the um, the soggy edition. Of yeah. That. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's strange. It's kind of cold and damp. I like it. You, you like it? I do. I like it. <laughs> Why do you like the most depressing weather? I don't think it's depressing. Okay. I I have no connection. This is not depressing. Okay, great. Well, then I'm glad that you're feeling like your best self. I mean, I think it's lush. It's vibrant. It is. It is lush. My garden is killing uh, it. Yeah, of course. My garden is fabulous. We went all these many, 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 many weeks without any rain, and all of a sudden, boom, it's a torrent. Yeah. I think it's lovely. Okay. Well, that's awesome. I was going to rename today the pneumonia edition. Mm. Speaking of wet, <laughs> yes, yeah. So that's the prognosis: a little uh, pneumonia coming my way. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we have the uh, the John Hall pneumonia diagnosis this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, followed closely by John Hall at your, his local pharmacy yeah. getting copious amounts of pharmaceutical hey, interventions. Thank goodness. Yeah. Meds meds are good, are they not? Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I went to my pharmacist and uh, he raised an eyebrow at me. Yeah. I got some got some of this. Got some of that. Got a little inhaler. I've never used an inhaler. Have you? Uh, I have used an inhaler, but only one time. Uh-huh. It, was a, a it, it was a little hard to get used to, to be honest. Oh, good. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's, not like it's you know, neurosurgery. I think you're going to be fine, but still. Right. I thought I'd wait till after the show to give it a try. I think it's probably the smart. So, so when you were in the physician's office today and he mm-hmm. said, you know, give me a deep breath, what happened? Oh. <laughs> well, uh, anytime I, you know, breathe deeply... Uh, there's like this ex- volcanic explosion in my chest mm-hmm. where you can only imagine. I can't imagine really, truly what's going on inside, but I it, it, just breathe in, John, breathe in. And I coughed and coughed and coughed and coughed and coughed. And he said, okay, just stop. Okay, I, I've heard enough. That's fine. So I, I think that was the cue that what was going on, you know, uh-huh. that and a yeah. little chest x-ray and whatnot. And um, so that's my, you know, physical maladies. Okay, just, great. Well, I like it. Yeah, the pneumonia you. edition unfolds before us mm-hmm. uh, in the five o'clock hour today. We're going to talk about July 4th and why those who fail to remember the past are in spiritual peril. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting topic, huh? I think so, too. I really yeah, never Jay looked Slocum. at it that way. Jay Slocum would be with us. Um, also, uh, the Unitarian Universalists had their meeting in Pittsburgh last week. I didn't even know it was happening. No, no. You think that we, we, would, have, we would have like a spiritual church calendar? Well, I just feel like someone, you know, should have called us up and no, said, hey, we this known is going that. on. I, you know, kind of feel like, oh, I missed something. I would like to have attended. So, the, yeah, we'll talk about the Universalist Unitarians and, um, and what's on their agenda, right? Sure. Uh, also, who created sin? 
which is a topic that only millions of people throughout the ages have debated. Uh, yep. But we're going to debate it today with astrophysicist and author Dr. Hugh Ross. So we're looking forward to that. And in this hour, how we stay in church matters as much as why. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a lot there, right? Yeah. You sound like you're ready to quit. All right. No, no. <laughs> you know, All right. I'm, uh, you know, the meds are kicking in. So I just, okay. you know. You might want need to sort of push me along a little bit there. Okay, I look forward to that. I think it's time, if you'd let me do the news, this would okay. be the appropriate moment. You mean the top four? Yeah. Top four. Mm. Hey, there we go. Love that music. Yeah, for Tuesday, June 27th, 2023. Uh, it's someone uh, very close to me, uh, an important day. I want to say happy birthday to Kristen Wagoner. Hey, Kristen Happy birthday. Kristen is such a special person in my life, and she's celebrating a big day. And Kristen, I love you. I'm so grateful for you, and I hope you have a terrific day. What do you say, big day? Is it 21? Uh, No, it's not. She might wish it was 21, but it's not. Number one, three UPMC doctors, John, who reviewed results of brain imaging tests done on Pittsburgh synagogue shooter Robert Bowers, testified today in federal court that the testing was inconclusive as to whether he has epilepsy. The testimony came on the first day of the defense's case in the penalty phase of the trial against Bowers, who, of course, was found guilty earlier this month of all 63 federal counts against him, the government seeking the death penalty. The defense argued that Bowers' brain abnormalities mean he did not act with a level of intent sufficient for the death penalty to be considered. Read more about that in today's trip. Number two. Exiled mercenary military Wagner Group leader Yevgeny Prigozhin said, quote, you ready for this, John? Tell me. We, we in Russia have made Ukraine a nation that's known to everyone worldwide. We have legitimized Ukraine. These comments were made in May, but just published today in The Wall Street Journal, showing some of the tensions that led to last weekend's uprising. President Putin long tried to prevent any challenges to his authority by creating a system of mutual rivalries detailed in today's journal. Rivalries among security services and parts of the armed forces. Now, the Wagner group, interestingly enough, John, was apparently a check against another rebellion from a regular army section. Really? So the Wagner group was created to, like, uh, give a um, give an equal balance to another rebellion going on in another part of the army. And then, of course, it was Wagner that became increasingly unruly over the weekend. Ukraine, for its part, continues to fight against Russian invaders and support there remains sky high from frontline troops to public opinion to the government in Kiev. Interesting. When you hear the Wagner group, at least when I did, it sounds to me like it's like a design firm. Oh, oh the right. They're right. coming over to look at the wallpaper. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, are they? I, yeah. well, they're coming over, but they're not coming to look at no, the wallpaper. Number three, the federal government squandered more than $200 billion in its aggressive rush to prop up small businesses as the COVID pandemic threatened the U.S. economy, according to a report published yesterday by the Inspector General of the Small Business Administration. That hefty sum, John, which amounts to approximately 17 percent of the $1.2 trillion disbursed by the SBA, includes millions of dollars lost to fraud, waste and other abuses that occurred during the pandemic. All told, the government 
government has doled out an estimated $5 trillion in relief funds since the pandemic began. The Justice Department has brought charges against more than 2,200 defendants for fraud crimes. And in February, a Secret Service official told Congress its investigators had recovered more than $1.43 billion in wrongfully obtained funds. The $200 billion. Holy, that's just like we're, we're, we're talking about like miles in space or I can't stand the enormous yeah. number. The number four. Uh, what'd you say? Did you get any of that? No, barely a little oh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest will replace Pat Sajak as the host of Wheel of Fortune when the longtime television personality retires after the show's upcoming 41st season. And that is your top four at four. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your feelings on uh, the Wheel of Fortune? Uh, I don't think I've seen it in uh, three decades. Yeah, pretty much myself as well. Mm-hmm. However, kinda... growing, I watched it when I was growing up. We watched it every single night. Every night? Every single night. Holy smoke. Really? It's at the bottom of my list of game shows. Is it? I mean... Yeah, it's. it was never a real favorite. I mean, I remember Chuck Woolery doing it. That's how long. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, every night we'd watch the the evening Jeopardy. news. Okay. Right, and then we'd watch Wheel of Fortune, uh, Jeopardy, and Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, interesting. Well, Ryan Seacrest, Ryan Seacrest seems to have a really good agent because he's well, in on everything, isn't he? He's done a little bit of every big show. Yeah. He's had a little bit of a part in. Yeah, and I, I, whatever you say about Ryan Seacrest, I have to admire him. His early roots are radio, so there kudos we go. To Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, we love that. We do. Yeah. All right. So we do right. a quick break. I think it's time. All right, we'll step away right now. We do come back. How we stay in church, the aforementioned, matters as much as why. Michelle Van Loon joins us in just a few minutes for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home on 101.5 Word FM. That's W-O-R-D. W-O-R-D. Despite the life stage we might be in, God calls us to fruitfulness. But is that a one-size-fits-all? Here's Kelly Capick. What does faithfulness look like? And that looks different when you're home with a newborn than it is when you're an empty nester. But we don't tend to honor those differences. We just create lists and say everyone should do them. If you're not, you're not living up. How your limits reflect God's design. Next time on Family Life Today with Dave and Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency, too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash, free to Salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulation 
regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life. After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash meet. That's silversingles.com slash meet. Paid actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed. It was uh, yesterday's show, we were talking about a Pew survey that um, that talked about people returning to church after the pandemic. And uh, Pew said essentially that attendance is down somewhere around 10 to 20 percent. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it is in your congregation. Kathy, you said that number held pretty solid for you, yeah? Yeah, I think I'm about, I would say our, my church is about 20 percent down. Okay. Um, still, maybe 15 but it, I still notice it on Sunday. Okay. Well, Michelle Van Luna is with us. Michelle's a regular guest on our show. She is the author of many books, including Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry, Genetic Clues and Generational Trauma. She wrote a piece that is appearing now at Christianity Today called How We Stay in Church Matters as Much as Why. Michelle, welcome back. How are you? I am so glad to be with you guys. So Okay, well, we always look forward to our monthly chat with you. And this is a hard one because, um, I mean, the three of us would love to say that people don't get hurt from church, that people get hurt from, you know, difficult parents, difficult family situations, a bad job, all those sorts of things. But it's not true. Uh, There are people who have a significant history of church hurt. And so deciding whether to get up and go on Sunday is laden with a lot of stuff. Exactly. And I, I have my own story. And I think if you've been a part of a church for, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes, you may have picked up a a story or two of your own. I think a lot of people listening right now who are connected to church um, probably have some stories to share as well. My question, though, um, especially on this side of the pandemic issues of the last couple of years, were for though there we hear a lot about the people who leave, and you know, for all the Mm, mm, I think Michelle froze. Yeah, I was very interested. Oh, Michelle, Hold on, Michelle. Check. We we got we got to arrest you because uh, your Zoom froze for a minute. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Am I unfrozen? Yes, yes you, you are. are. Yeah, you look good there. I, considering I live in Florida, anything that freezes seems very <laughs> shocking to me. <laughs> That's good but, um, what I what I started to say is the 
a lot of the people who leave grab a lot of the headlines for lots of good reasons. Um, but the people who stay and are processing their church hurt, um, their trauma, while they're still in the pews, there's a lot of people out there. So I put out an ask to uh, maybe 15 or 20 people that I knew. And then I surveyed, uh, you know, what people were writing about the topic. And I ended up with 30 pages of notes. And the article that um, landed at ChristianityToday.com is, you know, a couple of thousand words. So there's a lot of stories and a lot of practices that didn't make it into the piece. But sure. I think what's what's there um, in this piece is that the people who stay and are trying to work it through, maybe they're staying in the congregation where they experienced the hurt because of other relationships or ministry opportunities. More often than not, people end up moving on. But to be able to do so without carrying a whole bunch of matched baggage into the next place is um, an ongoing task. It's a discipleship task, really. And it's it's just not easy no. for a lot of people. I mean, so a church, of course, if you belong to a church and you've been there for a number of years, a church is like a family. And of course, there are no perfect families. There are hurt in, in every mm -hmm. family. So uh, it would go to reason the church would also have hurt in it as well. It's mm -hmm. a matter of how you navigate the hurt when it does come to your doorstep. So, Michelle, talk about there's a pastor's wife in the piece, uh, Rachel mm -hmm. Baker, who you write, she described her process after a painful experience. Pinpoint that for us, please. I thought that her words were especially helpful, not for everybody. But it did help to bring some context to how to begin thinking about hurt. Um, she, she wrote in a piece that I cited, in order to begin the process of healing and forgiving, it became imperative that I pinpointed the who behind the hurt. Once I was able to identify who had actually done the hurting, I was able to separate them from the church as a whole. Suddenly, what I wasn't really experiencing church hurt, but rather relational hurt. That distinction, I thought, was really helpful. Um, if, if you have a relationship that goes south with another person at church, it can spill into lots of other relationships, and it may be part of a larger constellation of damaged relations that maybe even swirl around a, a spiritually abusive leader. But it may just be a struggle between two or a few individuals. So okay, I difference, thought, what, what difference does that make? Saying relational as opposed to church hurt, how, how does that alter how you look at mm -hmm. it or process it? I, I think it forces you to put away the broad brush that the church hurt me and be able to focus on the relationship that needs repair or maybe needs a, some space and some processing um, rather than 
putting the baby and the bath water mm. in a big ocean of pain. Got it. So I, I thought that was helpful. Now, I will say that not, it doesn't always work that way. Um, a lot of times people that are reporting um, spiritual abuse, religious trauma, moral injury, it's it's a systemic problem often in a church. Um, it's a culture that um, can sometimes cover up bad sins or permit bad things to go on. That is ca- categorically very different than a relational breakdown. Um, and so being able to make some sense of whether it is a relational breakdown or whether it's um, a church that's got some really toxic stuff floating through its veins um, is is an important place to begin. I thought her words were really helpful. Oh, John's talking, but he's muted. So I'm going to say that we're with Michelle Van Loon. Michelle's the author of six books, including her most recent, Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry, Genetic Clues, and Generational Trauma. Okay, so uh, we said that no church is perfect, and to navigate through this is extremely difficult. I I have great um, regard for people who have been hurt in the church and choose to stay because, I mean, it's easy to leave, and of course, it's necessary in many ways and many times, of course, but to stay and navigate through, to try to be a peacemaker, to make amends, no matter what those problems were, a very difficult thing, but I believe that that's a very Christ-like attitude, isn't it? It it absolutely is. I will say that some people, and actually, I would say probably about three quarters of my very non-scientific sample of people that I talked to ended up leaving their church, but they found a spiritual family and a spiritual home in a new place. Often it's very different. Um, a couple of people left great big mega churches. Um, and ended up in very small communities, mm. maybe that were denominational rather than non-denominational. They just kind of needed a different um, community to journey forward with. Right. Um, they also, a lot of people recognize the need for pastoral care. The pastoral care could come in the form of gifted friends, uh, counselor, professional, paid counselor, spiritual director, but people who are willing to dig in to the hurt and not just let it fester, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but to be able to be um, compassionate and understanding without um, just giving a pep talk and saying, get over it, forgive, move on. Not sure moving on is exactly the... um, the call as much as integrating what happens so that you're living in a more wise and um, thoughtful way in your relationships in the church, your local church and the church beyond the four walls. I think time-wise, this might have to be our last question, but I think it's significant, at least it is to me, uh, based on the job that I have. But what, what effect does social media have on this? Michelle, because I feel like it can have it can have a good effect, but it can also be really corrosive and unhelpful. It, like 
with so many topics, fill in the blank. It can be super helpful and it cannot be. I've seen, particularly for people who've been in a very toxic, abusive kinds of churches or um, groups, um, that that being able to connect on social media with other people to have your experience validated, it wasn't just you. There's a whole bunch of people. Maybe there's there's abuse that's been covered up, and it gets uncovered is people begin coming forward and telling their stories. So I celebrate that. Yes. It can also just be kind of um, like sitting on top of a toxic waste dump um, full of bitterness. The the embodied relationships you have and the, the good social media relationships will keep um, challenging that bitterness from becoming a permanent fixture. Um, but being able to recognize Jesus is the head of the church, but man, it can be hard. And it's a process that requires um, sometimes time away, but an intention to go back and to try to figure it out, to work through it. Um, you know, it's it's part of, there is no plan B. This is what, this is the community that God has called us to, the bigger community. But it's hard sometimes. It certainly is. Well, thanks, mm-hmm. Michelle. There's good wisdom in there. For anybody who's in a church or, or has left a church, uh, we would encourage you to check out Michelle Van Loon, How We Stay in Church Matters As Much As Why Spiritual Abuse Survivors Who Join a New Congregation Still Need to Heal From Their Hurt. That article in Christianity Today. Michelle, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks, you guys. Thank Feel you. better, John. Thank you. We'll step away. We've got a, a lot more underway. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, quiet quitting. Well, quiet quitting started at the beginning of the pandemic. How about the loud quitting? Uh, I've seen that happen once or twice in my career. People like losing it. Talk about that next. Stick around. It's the Ride Home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. 
What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America N.A. Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. RAID seeks to create a better future for all, especially the ones you love most. RAID, protection for all. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. We are everywhere on your radio at one hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh at WordFM.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let us begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Do you have plumage? Please tell me you answered no, which means you need to get a fishing license and have your boat registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. It'll be cloudy tonight with a passing shower or two. Smoke from distant wildfires, though, will lead to poor air quality. We'll see a low of 58. Hazy and smoky tomorrow. Smoke will reduce visibility and lead to poor air quality. Tomorrow's high, 77. Hazy and smoky tomorrow night with a low of 55. Clouds breaking Thursday at times. For some sunshine, we'll see a high Thursday of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. John, you and I have worked a lot of different jobs. One of the recurring segments we've done on our show is we uh, each trace all of the crazy, ridiculous panoply of jobs we've had (laughs) since we started working. Um, But the longer I'm in the workplace, the more I liken it to the group projects that you do in high school or college, which is that you're assigned a group, right? You you have people in the group and there are and it evolves over time there are leaders in the group there are great workers in the group and there are always a few hangers on yep slackers who you can tell right away well that person's going to be no help to me right they're going to cash in their d right, right. we're trying or, to get or an we're, a or we're all going to get a d because of that person right that happened, right yeah Anyway, I thought about the group projects I had. I had one my very last semester of college. I mean, it was like the last class I had to take, and it was a group project class. And you could have done a PhD psychology dissertation on the six of us in that group. Mm. I mean, it was just crazy. Anyway, Gallup's 2023 State of the Global Workplace Report was just published, and it talks about how people are kind of being that person in your in your uh, small group but they're doing it at work so that's a person who shows up on a day-to-day basis and they're kind of like why bother they're barely engaged they're trying to do as little as possible those are the people who have been labeled as quiet quitters, right? Yeah. So we've heard that term since the pandemic. Um, there are people that are just kind of not engaged, but Gallup has released a brand new category of people and they are called loud quitters. 
Okay, so these are not people that are just showing up and kind of not putting their best foot forward. Instead, these are people, 18% of the people who were surveyed, um, who are absolutely hacked off. Okay, so either uh, they're hacked off because of something that happened as far as something, you know, an edict that the management sent down or somebody else in the group or whatever it is, but they are saying out loud how dissatisfied they are. And Gallup is noticing that this type of loud quitting is just as destructive as quiet quitting is. It's just destructive in a whole different way. Yeah, so there's a lot of drama with the loud quitter. Can right? you imagine? No. I mean, so someone's like airing their grievances. No. Okay, like I'm sure you don't like the boss or I'm sure you don't like whatever, but I can't, you know, sit there every moment of the day and hear you talk about it. Oh, no. Have you been, uh, you know, in a workplace where people are yelling and screaming and crying? Has that ever happened? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I worked I, in medicine. Oh, that takes an awful lot. It, oh, I mean, it happens it a lot. your soul, doesn't it? It, it, it's difficult to get work done if the person down the hall is like screaming or yelling or crying. No kidding. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, um, of uh, psychological dysfunction that can show up in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of this loud quitting that Gallup is noticing and uh, has published in their report, you can read more about it at Insider Magazine, um, is really interesting. It's talking about people who go from, there's like a spectrum of people. So there are people who are kind of dissatisfied, maybe being mismatched to a role or something like that. Then there are people who are just kind of making it work. And then on the other end of the spectrum, who are people who are not working, it's not working out either, but they're going to like take the whole place down with them. Sooner, I mean, when you see people like that, you know, it's it requires as much effort and energy to be a loud or a quiet quitter as it does to just do your job well and get on with it. Right. right? What if you just took the energy that you have in the workplace that you're, you know, either spewing out or, you know, keeping, you know, all like blocked in if you're a quiet quitter and just put it towards doing the job or put it towards finding another job and just yeah. like, don't talk about it in the interim. Mm-hmm. Or, or, in the, well, I mean, have you been unhappy in your job ever? Yes. Yeah. Hey, stop. Don't, don't bring it up here now. Okay. Don't bring it up on air. I'm not unhappy at this job. I'm only don't, kidding. Don't, I'm only kidding. No, yeah. I'm real. I'm actually not. It's, it would, it's nice to be able to say that I'm not unhappy in this no, job, me but I sure have been in other jobs and I look back on it and I think, well, at times, I think I was both a quiet quitter and a loud quitter. Oh, were you? Yeah. <laughs> I'd are pay you to dis- see that. Are you disappointed I, in me? I, no, not at all. I, I just pay to see you be a loud quitter. Well, I, I told you about the one time, and I really sincerely regret this. I was absolutely livid with my boss, and I quit. I gave him four days' notice, and it was a loud, angry exchange, and I was out the door. Mm-hmm. Now that now let me tell you there were years that precipitated that of what I felt like he was giving to me so yeah. it was just but I it was a horrible way to end things it was it was it reflected very badly on Christ it really yeah. did After the fact did you ever see him like in public or any place No never. I never did never. And then I feel badly that I didn't reach out and you know we were in very different worlds so there'd be it was like not a situation where we would have run into each other right. but I still I I I handled that badly Mm, well, you know, live and learn, right? Yeah, I guess Isn't so. it always weird, like, whenever you see, like, I, I used to think, oh, there's my boss, you know, and then after he's no longer your boss, it's kind of like you'd see him and go, oh, 
He's just like a regular person. <laughs> oh, oh, he's lost his superpower over me, and I feel much better about that. Yeah, isn't that right. the truth? All right, we'll take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk next about the hot topic of sin. Who created sin? Did God create sin? Did Satan create sin? Where did sin come from? Hugh Ross will join us next. First Christian Talk, right home. WORD. Summer's just getting started, but already Word FM is talking about heading back to school. If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest-tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal. The sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. AccuWeather's proven superior accuracy means you'll be better informed and better prepared with precise local forecasts and severe weather alerts. You might think that all weather apps are the same, but in study after study, the superior accuracy of AccuWeather's forecasts and warnings have been proven in all categories. When you have things to do, you want the weather forecasts that are dependable and accurate so you can plan ahead with peace of mind. Download the AccuWeather app at the App Store or Google Play today. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. The topic of skin. It doesn't come up often, does it? In regular everyday conversation. No, but I think for theologically minded people or people who are maybe new to their faith, they're trying to figure it out, or maybe someone who's been in the faith for a long time and realizes that they have fundamental questions that they've never gotten a good answer to. 
Good. Well, if you have questions, Dr. Hugh Ross is with us, and he has the answers. Astrophysicist and author, senior scholar and founder of Reasons to Believe, an organization that researches and communicates how discoveries about nature harmonize with the words of the Bible. That is, uh, Reasons to Believe. Hugh, well, thanks for being with us today. This is a very interesting topic to bring up the nature of sin, the creation of sin, yes? Yes, it is. Uh, I get asked that question plenty of times. Okay, so, Hugh, let's talk about it. Um, we know from reading Genesis that uh, God created. Um, God created in seven days. Um, and we know that Adam and Eve sinned, but where did where did that come from? Well, God cannot create beings capable of expressing and receiving love without giving those beings free will. And the Bible tells us that God created in order to magnify the expression of his love. And so that implies that he's going to create beings like angels and human beings that possess free will. God cannot create free will beings without allowing for the possibility of evil. So God didn't create sin. He didn't create evil. But he did create beings with a capacity for free will and therefore the possibility of experiencing and expressing love. And so, and also God wanted strong love, not weak love. And the stronger the free will God gives us so we can experience strong love, uh, the greater the possibility that some of those free will beings will use their free will to rebel against God and commit sin and evil. And so God knew that in creating free will beings, sin was inevitable. But he took that into account in the way he designed the universe and the heavenly realm. You know, what amazes me is that God designed ahead of time the universe with all of physics and space-time dimensions so that once sin entered the world, he could use that physics and dimensions to eradicate sin and evil once and for all, a permanent eradication, while at the same time, he magnifies our free will ability to experience and express, express love. That, to me, is an amazing miracle, how God could actually eradicate evil while he enhances our capacity to experience and express love. That is a miracle indeed. So you go a little bit deeper into that. So um, in the Garden of Eden, there's Eve, and the snake starts to talk to her about the, the fruit on the tree, uh, did Satan understand, do you think, free will and the, the ability to have goodness and to have sin and then just exploited that? I think he did exploit that. I think what's even more interesting, God permitted the exploitation. Uh, God could have kept Satan out of the Garden of Eden for all of eternity. Instead, he allowed him to come in because God wanted to do something for us that Adam and Eve did not possess. They had free will, they had the capacity to experience and express love, but they did not have an eternally secure relationship uh, with their uh, God. That's because their free will had not been put to the test. And God chose to allow Adam and Eve, and through them, all of us human beings, to be exposed to the most challenging test of our free will. I mean, Satan is the most powerful and intelligent creature that God created which means we could expose to the most challenging tests. If we pass that test, there is no other threat that could possibly dissuade us from rebelling, uh, uh, you know, from uh, 
submitting ourselves uh, to Jesus Christ and receiving his love uh, for the rest of eternity. The analogy I use, I have a PhD. It guarantees that never again will I have to be tested for my competency in astrophysics based on the idea that I've already been subjected to the most challenging tests. There's no need to test me any further. Likewise, God is subjecting us to all the most difficult tests. And I think there's something else in that analogy. You know, when I enrolled to get my PhD, the professor sat us all down as freshman graduate students and said, we're going to put you through a very challenging regimen. You will not pass without our help, but we're here to help you. It's the same thing with God. He says, you can't pass this challenging test without my help. But if you come to me to do for me to do what you can't do for yourselves, I guarantee you'll pass the test. My professors didn't give me a guarantee. God gives us a guarantee. If we come to him for the help we need to pass the most challenging tests, we will pass. And if we pass, sin and evil will never again be a threat to us for the rest of eternity. And I love what Paul says. He says, the angels are intently observing us to try to gain some insight and understanding on this amazing grace that we humans experience. It's a mystery uh, for us. It's an even greater mystery for the angels because they have to be content to observe it. We get to directly experience it, which I think explains why in the new creation we'll be teachers and judges over the angels because we've been exposed to experiences they have not been exposed to. That's the voice of Dr. Hugh Ross, senior scholar and founder of Reasons to Believe. Hugh is an astrophysicist, also the author of many books, including The Creator and The Cosmos. Hugh, I need to take you back a couple minutes in our conversation because you mentioned that you thought that the story of the uh, of the temptation of sin coming into the world um, was remarkable to you because how because of how it was how the solution to the problem of sin was going to be solved through physics and dimension. Uh, can you explain a little bit more of what you mean by that? Well, I wrote a whole book on that, Why the Universe is the Way It Is, basically pointing out that gravity, electromagnetism, and thermodynamics are tools in God's hand. He designed it in such a way that the more sin we humans experience, the more work we have to do, the more time we waste, and the more pain we experience in trying to undo the damage that our sin has caused. And so the laws of physics are in place to motivate us to avoid evil and to pursue uh, virtue. And in the process, we discover we can't do it on our own. Uh, we need help from a transcendent being. So the laws of physics are actually there uh, encouraging us uh, to hear and respond to the gospel message. And notice when we enter the new creation, those laws of physics are gone. Uh, God doesn't need them anymore. Uh, there won't be any sin and evil in the new creation. Therefore, we're not going to have to worry about gravity causing our chin to sag or electromagnetism causing our skin to decay. Uh, there will be no decay in the new creation. There'll no longer be a need for thermodynamics or gravity and electromagnetism. But as a physicist, I'm amazed at how God optimally designed these laws of physics and the space-time dimensions so that evil and sin can be eradicated rapidly and efficiently. 
Uh, it's one of the All most right. des- amazing design features I've ever investigated. We're talking with Dr. Hugh Ross. Hugh, uh, in just a short amount of time left, I mean, is it possible for us, mere mortals, if we woke up tomorrow morning and said, I will sin no more, is it ever possible? Uh, no, we're in the process of being step-by-step delivered uh, from sin and evil. And uh, there will come a time when we graduate from this life and enter the next life. And it tells us we go through a refining fire, which basically removes whatever is in us that is obnoxious and getting in the way. And that's when we become morally imperfect, but not while we're still alive here on earth. But we're in a process. As it tells us in Second Corinthians 4, those of us walking in the power of the Holy Spirit are being renewed day by day by the work of God's Holy Spirit. So we can rejoice in the decay of our physical bodies, because that takes months and years, whereas our spirit can be renewed literally within hours. And it's just a joy to see God's people having their spirit renewed that quickly. If you're interested in more of this type of conversation, you can check out Hugh's books, and they are many, including the one he already mentioned called Why the Universe is the Way It Is, plus The Creator in the Cosmos, Improbable Planet, and that is just to name a few. Hugh, we love and appreciate you and are so glad you were able to join us again today. Oh, you're very welcome. I love being interviewed by the two of you. You're amazing. You're amazing, Hugh. Dr. Hugh Ross, you can find out more about Hugh online, reasonstobelieve.org. We'll take a quick break, come back. We're getting underway here at the 4 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about ice cream sandwiches. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? Term Busters, a Christian-owned company, can help. There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45, non-smoker, $1 million of coverage, $75 per month level rate for 10 years. Or a man age 50, non-smoker, can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right guaranteed level rate for 20 years if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at term busters we specialize in policies of five hundred thousand dollars and above if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call today for a quote at 800-558-9940 you're probably paying more than you should call 800-558-9940 remember 800-558-9940 sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker underwriting exam required to qualify that number for term busters christian owned and operated is 800-558-9940. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. Uncle Ryan has challenged us to explain in our own words why our direct lender advantage is awesome for Word FM listeners who want to buy a new home or do a cash out refinance. Challenge accepted. 
accepted. Let's say you come to us for an ice cold lemonade. Best on the block, baby. Now, luckily, we've got our own lemons from the lemon tree in our backyard. There's no trips to the grocery store. No middleman. Which means no paying extra to the middleman. No added time going back and forth with grocery lemon person. And most importantly, we're using our own lemons so we can often charge you less than good old Johnny boy down the street. Doesn't Johnny know this is our street? We are United Faith Mortgage. Our direct lender advantage often allows us to move faster. And because we're using our own money within our own walls, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. UnitedFaithMortgage.com United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Whether it's chocolatey and creamy or kind of cardboardy, there is something I believe really fantastic about an old school ice cream sandwich. Mm -hmm. Kind made from vanilla ice cream, two chocolate wafers that stick to your fingers. Yep. Ice cream sandwiches, I think, conjure memories of uh, having summers off, gathering with all your family and uh, chasing down the ice cream truck as a kid or as an adult. So Wirecutter, uh, they did a listing, a uh, ranking of their favorite dairy-based ice cream sandwiches, right? Which is the only kind of ice cream sandwich. Of course. You kidding me? So um, their top pick, <laughs> their top pick is something called the 365 Organic ice cream sandwich oh, okay it's an organic sandwich and it's a little different reason. than the one i would get from the uh the guy with the bell in the truck yeah from the dairy queen guy the dairy delight guy here's what they say a custardy layer of ice cream sits between two fudgy wafers mm. resulting in a soft perfectly balanced ice cream sandwich that tastes like the best version of the classic mm -hmm. uh you can buy where do you get where do you get that here's the weird thing this okay so they list where you buy it Price is $5 from Amazon. What? Okay, so then I thought, wait, wait a second. You can't order from me. Amazon owns Whole Foods. They really? Yeah. So you can I buy them didn't know Whole that. Foods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Whole Foods uh, deal. Okay. Okay. Uh, their second runner up is uh, something called Favorite Day Ice Cream Sandwiches. And uh, they're from Target. How about that? Okay. And uh, then they have a super budget pick, which is the um, great value budget pick. Um, that was from Walmart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Something also, the runner-up is called Fat Boy, which looks really, I mean, it's premium, premium ice cream sandwich. It's a big, thick, fat chunk. Which, okay. Uh, you got to like that. That's from Safeway. And um, uh, that's that's about it for all of them. Oh, no. Uh, there's They also mentioned the Klondike. How do you feel about the Klondike? Because Klondike's Pittsburgh. Well, I feel like the Klondike's delicious, but it's not an ice cream sandwich. No, it's not. But it is it, it ice cream sandwich-ish. No, I don't think yeah. it's ice cream sandwich-like at all because you need the wafer-ish, cookie-ish, cake-ish yeah. thing. Right. Just the, you know, the hard chocolate on the outside doesn't make it a sandwich. Right, right. Uh, uh, I love everything about the ice cream sandwich, including the little white folded paper on the outside. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's very old school. I like When's that. When's the last time you had one? Oh, uh, I mean, multiple decades. What? No, we just bought some. Um, maybe six weeks ago. What really? did you say, August? Six weeks ago? Yeah. We had a box of them. Yeah, we were they good? Them. Oh, they were excellent. Of course. Yeah. You know yeah. what I really love even more than an ice cream sandwich? Two of them. 
No, well, no. How about the chocolate chip cookie on either side of the vanilla? I don't like that. Oh, that's too much. That's oh, not. Oh no, that's, that's too that much. That is top shelf. No, see, to me, that's like I taking love that good. so much. No, you're drilling that into the ground. No, why no, can't no, you no. be content uh, with the ice cream sandwich? No, listen, because I just feel like there's something so mm. rich and fabulous about combining so no. many great things. No, it's too much over the okay. top. All right, fine. But I'll eat them, and you now. don't have to. Right, Okay, that's our 5 o'clock hour. We'll take a quick break, come back. Oh, what are we talking about during the, uh, oh, that's a, a 5 o'clock. Oh, our, our spiritual peril, remembering the past. Yeah, what do you think about that? Are you, are you afraid you're in peril? I think so. Got a good memory. Thank you. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Eric. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko has confirmed that Yevgeny Prigozhin has arrived in Belarus after his short-lived armed mutiny in Russia. The head of the mercenary group Wagner was exiled to Belarus as part of the deal that ended the weekend mutiny. Meanwhile, the Russian Defense Ministry says preparations now underway for Wagner to hand over its heavy weapons to the Russian military. Heritage Foundation national security expert Victoria Coates tells the Salem Radio Network Russian President Putin appears to be in a no-win situation. Hard to, to assess that he comes out of this stronger unless he takes very direct personal action against Prigozhin. Russian authorities say they've closed a criminal investigation into the uprising and are pressing no charges against Prigozhin. This is SRN News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. 
One in 10 people you'll pass today are food insecure, many of them children. Your donation to Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank will directly help feed over 700 kids a day through summer and after-school programs across Allegheny County. And through their partnership with hundreds of schools and community organizations all over Western PA, you'll help to increase access to free meals for kids year-round. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org today to donate or become a volunteer. pittsburghfoodbank.org the number one movie on SalemNow.com. Execution scheduled for 11 p.m. He's trying to convince us he's gone insane. I'm a demon. Here's what Kirk, Tatum, and Prager say about Nefarious. In modern Dave screw tape letters, teenagers especially should see it. It makes you think about the true nature of evil and scares the heaven right into you. It is a fascinating movie. It's absolutely gripping. Nefarious. Rated R. Watch it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It'll be cloudy tonight with a passing shower or two. Smoke from distant wildfires, though, will lead to poor air quality. We'll see a low of 58. Hazy and smoky tomorrow. Smoke will reduce visibility and lead to poor air quality. Tomorrow's high, 77. Hazy and smoky tomorrow night with a low of 55. Clouds breaking Thursday at times. For some sunshine, we'll see a high Thursday of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Uh, things are good. We're in they our sure home are. studios. Mm-hmm. We are in our home studios due to, you know, I called this in the first hour, the pneumonia edition of mm, the ride home. Right. Uh, John, you might want to tell our listeners why I've labeled it such. Yeah, well, I, I've been suffering through this thing now. I just coughing my uh, full head off uh, for the past several weeks and uh, did a little steroid thing at Med Express, and, you know, uh, talked to my doctor, finally went in and uh, turns out I do have pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what you might imagine, this is the first time I think I've ever in my life had pneumonia. Um, but I am a, a bit of a soppy mess. Okay. And, um, I've got several um, hardcore prescriptions coming my way. And so I hope to uh, sort of shut this thing down. Uh, but uh, uh, um, pneumonia is here. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, but I'm glad that you know what it is now, which you Me did too. a day ago. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about the remediation for such. Uh, what are you what are you flushing uh, yourself with? Uh, uh, some sort of um, inhaler inhaler thing, which I've yet to use. I figured mm-hmm. I went to after the show in case, you know, I could... we could Lex, we could have done a segment, the inhaler segment, no, like maybe no, 525. No. I mean, I'm at the pharmacy. I'm being schooled on this, you know, how to use the inhaler properly. So mm-hmm. I look forward to that. And there's some antibiotics are coming sure. our way and some codeine. Oh, okay. Uh, some codeine so I'll be uh, later on, I'll be performing Long Day's Journey. And tonight <laughs> I'll be playing the role of Mary Tyrone wandering around the house at 4 a.m. Yeah, that's good. And um, I, that's another thing I'd suggest you don't do around showtime. What does that do some coding? No, coding. no, no, no. They said, here's what they said to me. Uh, you know, you could take the coding uh, every four hours. Now it might make you sleepy and a little loopy, but you decide what's best for you. Did, did they know what you do for a living? Well, yeah, I think they do. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, maybe a little, I'm not even sure I'm going to do the coding. Do you think? I mean, maybe at bedtime. 
I think at bedtime it would make a uh, marked difference. During the day, I'd stay the heck away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've been doing, uh, you know, because I've been hacking and coughing for so long. I've been doing the NyQuil thing. I mean, literally. Right. That NyQuil stuff, what a godsend. You could have came into the room at 4 a.m. and hit me with a baseball bat. I would have just rolled over. I would have no idea what really? was going on. You're down so deep into that. You ever do it? Never. Never did NyQuil? No, it freaks me out. I think it's good. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm pro NyQuil. I mean, I'm saying every night. Right. Man, I needed that rest, and I was happy to have it. So I don't well, know. What, what does NyQuil have in it that puts you to sleep? I have no idea. I'm, I'm not reading the ingredients. I'm just, okay, there. <laughs> Give that to me, please. Yeah, I, I, I can really care less, to be honest. Well, first off, we're glad you're back. Thank you. Hold on. I'm and, you, so okay. Okay, there we go. Okay, I'm back. Great. Excellent. Uh, so while you were away, John, uh, mm-hmm. the Unitarian Universalists uh, met in Pittsburgh yeah. last week. I missed the whole thing. I didn't know it was happening. I did not. Uh, just heard about it today. Uh, what have you read? Yeah. So um, we found out about this, reading about it online of all places, uh, which maybe sort of t- tells us we should uh, widen our attention. circle to include the Universalist Unitarians, right? Uh, I'm sorry, the Unitarian Universalists. Got right? it. There um they met online and here in our fair city as kath just said last week um here's how rns describes this pagans atheists and christ followers alike are welcome among the traditions approximately 1027 congregants which meet on sundays but in many places shy from worship they uh who have any specific deity instead Liturgies invoke values such as unity, love, and justice. That's fine. Uh, Though these principles have long been cornerstones of the Unitarian Universalist, as they refer to themselves, questions on how to enact those principles, as on how to define their non-creedal faith, can be thorny, even if the Unitarian Universalist end up finding reasonable consensus at a time when many denominations are driven by discord. So uh, if you're interested, you can go to uh, rns.com, which is Religion News Service, and they go into greater detail about how the Unitarians have looked at themselves historically and now with a new younger and progressive um, wing coming into uh, strength in the, to the university, uh, Unitarian Universalist, how they are engaging that as well, which include, as many things, people that are talking about this, whether it's in corporate America or in church circles, how to divest themselves of stocks that the church may hold that they consider, you know, sin stocks, whether it's big oil or tobacco or whatnot. How does that work? Um, how do they engage people of color? Because the univer- uh, Unitarian Universalists are generally, by their own admission, mostly white. Eighty-six percent of the people who are uh, Unitarian Universalists would say that we that we are, you know, white people. So how do you do that? Um, they're looking at changes like all congregations, all faith traditions are, and um, I think it's interesting. What's your What's your take on the uh, Unitarians? Well. Uh, we have a, a listener to the show who's been a faithful friend of mine for a long time uh, via email. We've never met in person. Uh, Leo, who is a Unitarian Universalist. Does and, he attend? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've only been to a service twice, so I certainly don't have a good – I can't really give you my opinion on it. Uh, I, I don't understand, though, how Christians 
are, I mean, I understand joining together in, you know, justice work and good causes and um, love, you know, I always appreciate uh, forming French, forming friendships with people who believe anything or nothing. I think that that's helpful and uh, healthful for everyone. But I don't know about, you know, worship is a different thing. And uh, yeah, that's the question. And I have declared my uh, allegiance. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus and that's who I worship. I feel like he has the words of eternal life and that's just all there is to it. But as, but as far as, you know, having a circle of friends and having a circle of, of people who are, uh, who are good and kind and live in the community together, yeah. um, I'm all for it. I'm sure it's lovely. I mean, I've told you this before. I t- I've only attended one Unitarian Universalist um, service in my life mm-hmm. and, and of course the people were very kind it was it was very uplifting um it was kind of squishy because you know what are you worshiping but at the end of the service i thought this was the most telling the what would they call it? Well, i don't even know what the what the pastor would be called but the war the leader said essentially at the very end of the service hey um thanks for coming if you don't like what you heard today come back next week because it'll all be different <laughs> which, which I guess you know. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's an open-minded perspective. Right. On it. it is right. So they're they're exploring different venues of what it is to be a person of love and compassion and empathy. There's okay. nothing wrong with that. I, I'm all, right. all for that. Right. Fabulous. Yep. yep. But just, there's no Jesus there. I don't. Know. No. There's no Jesus there. All right. That's our take. Yeah. So I'm happy to have you along for the pneumonia edition of the Thank ride you. home. We're mm-hmm. going to take a break while John coughs. And mm-hmm. when we come back, Jace Locum will be on the air with us. We're going to talk about memory and uh, what does this July 4th have to teach us about it? WORD. Has your family ever faced hunger at a level where their life was at risk or had little or no access to clean drinking water? For children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Word FM and Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries to solve this crisis. A $62 one-time gift provides food, water, and also Bibles. You can get involved right now by calling 866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? 
Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. plus. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com tuitions. Reverend Jay Slocum is with us. Jay's been a regular guest of ours over the many years. Reverend Slocum is the rector at St. Thomas Anglican Church in Gibsonia, Pennsylvania, here today to talk to us about memory and spiritual life. Jay, always a pleasure. Welcome back. John and Kathy, it is great to be with you. And John, you sound horrible. I'm sorry. Thank you, you, Jay. (laughs) I'm getting better. (laughs) Yes, you you were not in yesterday. No. No, no this is uh, Jay. This is the pneumonia edition of the ride home because that's what John's been diagnosed wow. with. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, it's getting it's getting better. I'm gonna have myself an ice cream sandwich to build up my phlegm. Yeah, seriously, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna cure him of all his ills. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Jay. Let's yeah. talk about memory. Um, I remember uh, years, many, many years ago, uh, our good friend Jerry Boyer said something that stuck in my head. I've never forgotten it. He said the most persistent human condition is amnesia. Mm. And I thought that is so true because how quickly we forget things that matter Um, and how many times in the scriptures, God says, remember when, right? Remember when I did this for you. Remember, remember, remember. Um, So uh, talk about how you see memory and and, uh, spiritual life fitting together. Well, so let's just thank God that he's created a world that evokes memory at every single turn, uh, whether it's sight, sound, smell, taste. Uh, you know, you, you bite into that uh, ice cream sandwich and it takes you back to, what you know, Little League or uh, the summer picnic. Catherine and I were on a motorcycle ride, uh, and one of the great things about motorcycles is uh, you can smell. Uh, it's mostly good. You can smell everything, except when there's yeah. a carcass. It's not really nice. But we were driving through the country, and it, there was all this fresh-cut grass. And it just brought back, you know, my lawn-mowing business as a teenager, growing up on a farm, mm. uh, mowing hay. And uh, I just was lost for a half hour in all those memories. I think God um, aids us by creating us with the need for memory. And and the fall, unfortunately, tears memory away from us. And I've been reflecting a lot on it because, you know, we're coming up to July 4th. My birthday is July 3rd. 
Excellent. Mm. Happy birthday. So, so for me, I, when I was a little kid, my parents told me the fireworks were for me. It was happy birthday, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so it's this, it's this double shot of all these memories. And when a holiday comes up, um, it, it helps us to remember. Now, li- listen to the word holiday is holy day. It's a day set apart. It's a day set apart for a certain reason, and it's to remember. It's to remember God's act in history, you know, and it's one of these things of where where did we come from? What went wrong? How is God going to fix it? Uh, how do we live now? Uh, whether it's a Jewish holiday or an Islamic holiday or a Christian holiday or a pagan holiday, that's what holidays are for, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so the church and Christianity plays a vital role in helping to create an antidote for that amnesia, Kathy. Mm-hmm. And it's crucial for our, our spiritual health. Um, so do you remember George Orwell's little book, Animal Farm? Sure. So it's a story. It's it's wonderful because it's this... Uh, it, it's this uh, agricultural setting these animals live on a farm and you know nothing changes nothing's supposed to ever change in a farm it's the last place you'd think there'd be revolution right but all the animals get together and and it's a allegory so they can talk and some of them can't talk because they're not smart enough the geese can't talk but the pigs can talk and the horses can talk and they decide that they're going to get justice and so they kill the farmer and they start a revolution and they write up on the wall, all animals are equal. And then they have these rules, you know, animals never eat human food, animals never drink alcohol, animals never wear clothing. And then what happens in the story? Slowly, over time, pigs move into the house. Then the pigs start drinking. Then the pigs start wearing human clothes. And then up on the wall, it says all animals are equal, but some pigs are more equal than others. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's this wonderful story. It's Orwell really taking a stab at secularism. And the word secular means the here and now. You know, to be secular is to not have any memory. It's to, it's to jettison the past. It's to ditch all of the stuff that came before us. And uh, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful, you know, tragic story, scary story, but w- about what happens to us spiritually when we stop remembering, when we jettison the past, and we only either look to the future or to the present. Mm-hmm. Really terrible things happen. Um, people are able to move the moral line farther and farther and farther and farther and farther away from the Lord and His commands and His desires. And uh, before long, uh, a society or a people or a family or a community or an entire civilization um, can completely lose its way. And this is the story of the scriptures, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Jay, as you're speaking, uh, I'm thinking about um, the film um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, Yeah, with Jim Carrey. Right. So, you know, Jim Carrey's, you know, crushed, heartbroken over a failed relationship, and uh, he would go to great lengths to to do something to eradicate the pain from his life, right? That's right. And in this future, they have the science to actually erase, to bleach your mind. 
but it doesn't seem to work, right? Because he's he's no. wired for memory. Yeah, it's it's a great another great example of the danger. I, I'm reflecting on it a lot because I find as I look back on the '80s and '90s, and, you know, the the things that were abhorrent to us in the '80s and the '90s um, are not abhorrent to us now, you know. And um, some of the decisions we've made culturally around the family and, and identity and individuality and our what, what I would call our anthropology have so radically moved. And the basis for it, you know, we I remember in the 80s, 80s and 90s, the argument for the LGBTQ movement was that um, a person was genetically wired for whatever um, mm-hmm desire they had sexually and that wasn't their choice Born when was the way. last time you heard that when was the last time you heard that argument right right that's gone away and of when course. you say that jay yeah. you think about politicians you know um who back in the 80s or the 90s or you know even the 2000s uh they had one idea but now they they paint themselves as evolving well I, i've evolved right. in my thoughts sure Sure. Now, if we don't have memory and we don't rehearse the past and we don't um, look back at things, um, we can very easily get caught up into thinking something's very normal. Uh, Dr. Timothy Keller would o- o- has always said that the gospel is transcultural. In other words, mm-hmm. it it transcends the culture and it always critiques whatever age you're living in there, there were times when it was very unpopular to forgive others. There were times in in, in Christian history where it was very unpopular to love and care for people who were poor and handicapped. I was a disability advocate through the eighties and nineties. And, and I can tell you, it's a, it's a much different world. Um, we had a much different view of those with disabilities than we do now. I think it's a change for the better, but um, of course, yeah. we, we quickly forget these things. But, you know, um, now it's very popular. There were times in history where it was very unpopular to do whatever you wanted with your body sexually. And now it's very popular to think that you can do that. And it's very popular to think, you know, that we should just forgive everyone. And it's very popular to care for those who are, are, are not well. So the gospel always um, grounds us in reality, and uh, God's creation evokes memory in us, as I said, smelling the grass. Um, it's yeah. just it's good for us spiritually. First, Second Peter, the book starts out with him saying, "Always remember, do not stop uh, remembering, do not forget. I write this to you, and I know you've remembered, but I want you to keep remembering." And uh, really, the the centerpiece of our, our my the centerpiece of my worship life is sunday and i'm from the anglican tradition and we have we have holy communion every sunday and you know what's the what's the chief words that we say do this in memory in remembrance mm-hmm. of me right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so it's it's a huge aspect of our lives and uh holidays help us remember um, Sabbath days help us remember, and I'd actually argue as a pastor going to church. Um, you know, we're in the memory business. 
know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you, if you, if you don't like the church and you want to get rid of it, you're also going to have to get rid of, you know, you're going to get rid of Christmas. You're going to get rid of marriage. You're going to get rid of mother's day. You're going to get rid of, um, a memory of where, where we came from, what went wrong, how do we fix it? And, uh, it, it it's just vital. We're talking with Jay Slocum. He's uh, the rector at uh, St. Thomas Anglican Church in Gibsonia. But, Jay, we live in this era now of um, of deniers, right? Um, I saw the news here this morning. Uh, Roseanne Barr uh, was on a, a talk show, and she said, uh, you know, the Holocaust didn't take place. Uh, those six million oh. Jews didn't die. Um, you oh. know, I mean, people, people, people say these things and other yeah. people will nod their head and say, yeah, of course. Yeah. There are, there are people who deny, you know, the nose on their face and, you know, um, a truth and memory are subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you jettison them, if you jettison memory, then, uh, you, you will be subject to being able to hear lies. And if you hear them enough times you'll begin to believe them. But I will tell you, as a believer in somebody who makes a living, uh, both in my, I'm bivocational, my, my, my church job is to preach about what God did in the past for us so that we can live forever in the future. And my other job is as a bicycle, a vintage bicycle restoration um, mm-hmm. professional. I, I sell memories to people. I, yeah. I I sell them vintage bike parts so that they can get back what they lost or get what they never had and always wanted. Yeah. Um, and and mm. I'll, I'll say, uh, you're you're not going to lie to me and, and tell me the Holocaust didn't happen because I'm a man of memory. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, and I know you are. But like, are but, but let's go, let's go back to where we, yeah, let me go back to where we started though, uh, Jay, yeah. because I think Jerry's on to something when he says the most persistent human condition is amnesia. Um, so it yeah. is, it dogs us. If we don't try to remember, yeah. if we don't, I think that's probably one of the great functions of having a, you know, spiritual uh, disciplines is that you are consistently putting yourself in a place to have that remind, have yourself reminded Um and so you 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 hear a thing like the Roseanne Barr uh, news today, and oh. you think, how can that possibly be? But in instead of just pointing the finger, I mean, it's very easy to do it. Is to say, look, if I get too divorced from reality, I'm going to say wacky stuff too. Like we really have to come back oh. to what we know. Absolutely, and you know, Kathy, I would even push back and say, you know, I wouldn't even trust myself. Martin Luther, when he was getting attacked by Satan, he would just say back to Satan, I was baptized. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he wouldn't even trust in his own volition or his own will or his own uh, stick-to-itedness. He he ended up leaning back on the institution of the church that there's a, a, there's a, you know, a, a sea of believers who came before him and he's a member of some mystical body of people you know, it's it's uh, what Hebrews 11 and 12 is talking about, you know, cl- surrounded by a cloud of witnesses that that's why we need institutions like the church. And that's why we need an institution like, you know, having a national identity and going back on July 4th and remembering we're a, we're a sovereign nation. We are one nation under God. We have a constitution. Uh, we are a people bounded by 
um, a history that we are going to take part in this great experiment called a Western liberal democracy, where we get to choose our elected officials for a term. And uh, if we ever forget that, if we if we don't ground ourselves in the Constitution and in our history as a country, um, you know, we're subject to revolution. You know, I, I think, thing, you Jay? know, that, yeah. I mean, what you're saying here is, you know, what what I take here is that if we fail to remember our past, then we are in certainly spiritual peril. Uh, I mean, do this in memory of me. Uh, that alone, in many ways, is the only reason to go to church, to remember that. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. That, you know, hey, it's great to it's great to enjoy the present. It's great to look uh, to the future. But you have to be grounded in the past. Right. Well, Jay, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Tell us what's going on at St. Thomas Anglican. Uh, We had the blessing of the bikes. So we had motorcycles and bicycles show up on Sunday, and uh, we blessed the bikes, and I got to uh, throw water on people and and ask for God's uh, protection over all these motorcycles. And uh, we're in our summer schedule. Come and see us at 8 or uh, 8 o'clock under the, under the pavilion, we have an outside service at 8, and we have a 9.30 service uh, for summer before it gets too hot in the morning. I know uh, Belfield does as well, where you guys attend. And uh, it's a fun time. Fun time. Fabulous. Jay, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Uh, you bring something yeah. uh, that's deep to us and true to us every time you join us. So we're greatly appreciative. Yeah. Love what you guys do. Thanks. Thank you. Jay Slocum. He's the uh, rector, St. Thomas Anglican Church in Gibsonia. Take a break. Come back. We're just uh, moving through our 5 o'clock hour. When we do come back, it's our daily feature. Does this make sense? That's next. If you're a business owner with five employees or more, you need to listen to this important announcement. Your business may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Tax Credit, a fully funded tax credit created to help businesses during these difficult times. Let the experts at Benchmark Human Capital help you get the money you're owed. Benchmark is the nation's leading provider of employee retention tax credit. We know how to maximize your ERC credit, even if you've taken PPP loans or didn't have a decline in revenue. We've secured over $400 million in employee retention tax credits for our clients. The pre-qualification is free. Even if you received PPP money, this is more money that you may be owed. Repayment is not necessary. So if you have five employees or more, call 800-535-ERTC right now to get your free pre-qualification. Don't wait. Take advantage of this tax credit while funds remain available. Call Benchmark Human Capital today at 800-535-ERTC and claim what's rightly yours. That's 800-535-ERTC. 800-535-3782. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. 
Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we'd love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course, she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Word Pittsburgh skill. And after she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Word Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. Word 101.5. It'll be cloudy tonight with a passing shower or two. Smoke from distant wildfires, though, will lead to poor air quality. We'll see a low of 58. Hazy and smoky tomorrow. Smoke will reduce visibility and lead to poor air quality. Tomorrow's high, 77. Hazy and smoky tomorrow night with a low of 55. Clouds breaking Thursday at times for some sunshine. We'll see a high Thursday of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This just makes sense. Does what make sense? Fine china. Not your everyday dishes. Yeah. Not your paper plates. Mm-mm. The good stuff. Well, that's a complex one, Kath. Mm. Never said it would be easy, John. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that there's still, in this deeply informal society that we live in, there is still place for the good dishes, mm. for the good silverware. Yeah, I appreciate those. Mm-hmm. When they come out uh, every so often, you go, holy smokes, we are stepping it up a little bit more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like I like some fine china. Well, yourself? John, I think it makes so much sense. Oh. In fact, I think it could be the uh, cure for the thing that ails us. What? I think giving ourselves a little something celebratory mm-hmm. is good for the soul. You mean China doesn't do that for you? It doesn't. It doesn't. And I know that it's cheaper. Not that that's good for the earth. But I mean, I know that paper plates are cheaper. I know. Regular, but there's something about like getting a eating on a good plate. Mm, your food tastes it, better. It, it, I think that's proven. It for sure looks better. There's no question about that. And so I don't know, John. And I'll just say one last thing. Tell me. I think it's okay to use the good China on just any day. What? Yep. Does it make you nervous bringing out the good china? Like, what if somebody chips it, drops it, breaks it, you know? Why do we have it? Right, we I have it to use it. I appreciate that democratic perspective, Kat. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, does this make sense? Sitting here in the home studio, I have my drink and, uh, you know, a cold drink, sweats. I've got it on a coaster. Does a coaster make sense? Listen, where would I be without a coaster? The coaster is everything. 
The coaster is a. I I bet I have thirty coasters in my what? house. Put him under everything. Okay, now wait a second. So I'm sitting here with a coaster. This is actually a client coaster, as a matter of fact. Oh. It's sitting, uh, but it's sitting in a puddle of water. Well, that's because you're not you're using the wrong, you know, uh, cup. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Are yeah. you using the wrong cup or are you using the wrong coaster? You're, you both probably. I mean, if you have like an insulated cup like this, it's oh, not no, going to sweat. Come on, that's sweat. a bit much. Okay, I'm and just then you're a regular gonna, nice glass. And you're going to put it on this piece of cork that I'm showing you on my Zoom feed, John, piece and that's cork. what you should be doing. Well, doesn't the cork get absorb it and then doesn't it leak through the other side? No, uh-uh, it's cork. It's what it's for, oh. John. All right. Makes so well, much sense. Coasters, I mean, I, I don't want to have rings on my tables, but uh, all the sense. My glass is sitting on a, you know, a little puddle there, so I, I don't coasters don't make much sense. 101.5 WORD. You've felt the excitement of a big event drawing near, perhaps a wedding or the birth of a child. But how eager are you for a future event that's just as certain and far more magnificent? John MacArthur helps heighten your anticipation for Christ's return in his provocative series, The Rapture and the Day of the Lord, on Grace to You. This is John MacArthur inviting you to listen to Grace to You every weekday morning at 7 a.m. on 101.5 Word FM. This is John Hall with a special message from our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. We can all agree that every child in our community should have access to nutritious meals. When school is out, Many kids lose their most reliable source of healthy food. It's a heartbreaking reality, but together we can make a difference for nearly 60,000 kids in southwestern Pennsylvania who go to bed worried about where their next meal is coming from. The Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank's child nutrition programs provide essential summer meals, after-school snacks, and educational resources to thousands of students across Allegheny County, helping them reach their full potential. But they can't do it without your help. Right now, just $1 can provide three nutritious meals that make an immediate impact on a child's life. Together, we can fight childhood hunger and build a healthier, happier community. To learn more and to donate, just go to pittsburghfoodbank.org. That's pittsburghfoodbank.org. At Ethos Life, we busted all the myths about getting life insurance. Like myth number one. Life insurance? I can't afford that. At Ethos, we have term life policies everyone can afford, with policies as low as $7 a month. Or myth number two. I have a life insurance policy through work. That's good enough. With workplace coverage usually only equal to a year's salary, that won't nearly be enough to cover your family's ongoing and future expenses. A long-term, affordable policy from Ethos can give you the peace of mind that if something happens to you, your family is well covered for years to come. Myth number three. Getting life insurance? It's just too complicated. At Ethos, our 100% hassle-free online process can give you a quote in seconds, application in minutes, and coverage in hours. With no medical exams or blood work needed, just answer a few health questions. Get your free online estimate at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Rates will vary based on age, underwriting, face amount, and type of policy. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu.
So Pat Sajak's announcement this month that the next season of Wheel of Fortune would be his last was surprising, even though he teased that for years. Uh, however, the uh, the revelation today, just two weeks later, that Ryan Seacrest will step into the job. I, I guess it was a surprise, but not a big surprise. So Ryan Seacrest is a veteran of shows, including American Idol, Dick Clark's Rock and New Year's Eve. Uh, he also uh, departed live with Kelly and, Re- and Ryan. She has a hard, hard time hanging on to co-hosts. Kelly and Ryan? You mean Kelly and Regis? Remember, she, she was originally Kelly and Regis, but then she was Kelly and Michael Strayhorn. Strayhorn, right. Who's she uh, now? Kelly and... Well, I don't. I think she's just Kelly because multiple people have sort of rotated through there. But Ryan Seacrest, for a, a good chunk of time, I never right. watched the show, was her co-host. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it was revealed today that Ryan Seacrest moving forward, he beat out Vanna White of all people. She wanted the job. Vanna White wanted the wanted Pat Sajak's job. Yeah, and they you're said kidding no. me. Pat, Pat Sajak's daughter threw her hat into the ring. They said no to her as well. Ryan Seacrest, he must have a really good agent because he gets all these plum assignments. Holy he heck! So mm-hmm. Vanna's still going to be Vanna though. I'm sure. Vanna's been doing that for like how many years? Three decades years. plus. That's the cakiest job in showbiz. Yeah, but it? the hard, the hardest thing is she not gaining any weight. Yeah, yeah, she's got to look great all the time. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's hard, a lot. Right? Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. I'm not trying to minimize her talent there of turning the thing, but yeah, you know, I mean still, easy. I mean, you know, you could do that, couldn't you? You could be that. You could be like yeah. Vanna White's fill in. Does she even have a fill in? She has to have some time off, doesn't she? I guess she would have to. Or do they? maybe they don't film all the time, though. No, it's just they don't film all the time. What if she had a bad wrist? A little, <laughs> you know, work, a little workplace injury. Right, if exactly. Stick, right. Like she's going she's gonna to demand that uh, NBC pay her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, I mean, nowadays, uh, are you watching any, any game shows at all? No. Of course, growing up, we did. I Believe me, in, in summertime, I would park myself in front of that TV set sometimes at, you know, 9 a.m., and I'd be stuck there till three watching game show after game show after game show. That is so, first of all, when you look back on that, isn't it tragic? Oh, of course. All the time spent. Exactly. Now I'm just looking at my phone. But in the summer, I'm telling you, when it was noon, it was time for Hollywood Squares, and it didn't matter what was going on. (laughs) Okay, so um, speaking of game shows, the greatest game shows of all time, Ranker has listed those. Let me run through this, okay? Okay, I'm ready. Um, Let me see. Uh, This is... uh... Top 19 game shows. Supermarket Sweep. Oh, that? yeah. Yeah, sure. That was fun, wasn't it? Yes. People run into the meat. Get to right. the meat aisle. Run to the right. meat you, aisle. People like, right. You have 60 or 90 seconds to get through the grocery store. Right. Yeah, number 20. Uh, the Newlywed Game. I never saw that. What? You never I, I saw I saw clips. On. I've seen clips of it, you but never I never. That was before no. your time? Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. Joker's Wild. Joker, 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 Joker. Joker. Now, that was Wink Martindale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cash Cab. I don't know what the Cash Cab is. I don't either. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, that was okay. That's a fun show. Yeah, it was fun. Right? Um, how about uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Now, that's that got to be is, way before you. That's in my top. No, Whose Line? That's that's in my top oh, that's three. that's right, right, right. Okay, yeah. That's in my top three. But here's the thing. That's not really a game show because no. there are so few people on the planet that can do it. Yeah, right. Oh, it's incredible. It's it's incredible. Top three. Yeah. What's my line? Remember that? Uh, no, I don't know that. A panel of celebrities uh, 
hone their questioning skills as they attempt to determine the occupation or occasionally claim to fame of invited guests. Okay. Right? That sounds yeah. fun. The $10,000 pyramid. That's in my top three. What? I love that show. That's a tense show. Isn't that it? is a great show. It is outstanding. And I think it's the $25,000 pyramid. Well, it started out, I think, because yeah, okay. then inflation kicked in and, yeah, you know, okay. they up the ante. Mm-hmm. This is in my top three, and I'm sorry to say it's not in yours. Monty Hall, let's make a deal. Oh, yeah. I I, I barely show. remember that. In its in its Monty Hall era, especially the early era, that was that was bananas. That was such great fun. Really, he was wonderful. And uh, now Wayne Brady does it. He still does it, right? Yeah, and I've seen uh, Wayne Brady does a good job as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's you know. he's such a giant talent. Okay, now comes up Hollywood Squares. Okay. Um, and what number is that? Number, number eight. Okay. Right. Um, I'm a fan. Paul Lynn. What? That was a dumb premise for a show, but it was funny because they had nine stars all the time. And they were so witty, right? Yeah, they I were. Mean, yeah, there was very witty people. But yeah, it was a dumb premise. I mean, agree or disagree? I mean, like that, what a dumb show. Yeah. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? How's that in there twice? Um, let me see. A Password. Alan Ladd with Password. Yeah, I never saw that either. There's Betty White in there as well. Okay. Here's a favorite. Match game. Yep. Top three. Gene Rayburn. Mm-hmm. With his yeah. skinny microphone. Yep. Gene Rayburn and- uh, Brett the- Summers. Charles Nelson Riley. Right. I mean, what a crazy cast of characters that came with. Wheel of Fortune. Wait, Richard. Wait, who? Who was um, the guy who was on uh, Family Feud? Richard Dawson. Oh yeah, he was on on Match Game. Yes, he was. Yeah. Wasn't he married to Brett Summers? No, uh, Gene Rayburn was. I think. No, Gene Rayburn wasn't married to Brett Summers. I believe he was. No, I don't think he was. Lex, do me a favor. Check that out, would you please? Gene Rayburn on and it. Lexi's going. Who are these people? Right. Right. She has no idea who we're talking about. Uh, Gene Rayburn and Brett Summers. Was that a match yes. made in heaven or not? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Wheel of Fortune, the aforementioned, which I think is a really boring show. Yeah, me too. What is the deal with that? I don't know, but it's been you know, there forever. It has been there forever. Uh, the Price is Right, Bob I Barker. absolutely and- hate it. Why? I like oh, it's show. the worst. That's a fun show. Oh, it's so ding, ding, ding. And I mean, you're trying to guess Everybody's screaming and-, and yelling. I cannot well, stand down. it. I I really, I, it's the worst ever. It's the absolute bottom of the barrel. Okay. The number two show, that was number three. The number two show of all time, they're saying, according to Ranker, Family Feud. Yeah, it's hilarious. That's a fun show. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And uh, the number one show, you know what that is, right? Jeopardy. Yes, of course. Right. Because right? you want to feel smart. You, uh, right. You, you can feel really smart, you know, and we would sit, and I'd sit there with my mom, we'd watch that. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Um, but now you have any else. you have any uh, marital information for us, Lex? Uh, Brett Summers was married to Robert Klein and Robert Jack Klein? Klugman. Jack Klugman. Oh, she wasn't married to any of those. Oh people. my gosh, Jack Klugman. <laughs> oh my I'm gosh, married to Gene. Who's Gene Rayburn married to? I don't he know. Was I'll to figure that Alfie one out. Summer. That he was a weird looking dude. Who, Gene Rayburn? Yes. No, he wasn't. He's was about eight feet tall. He had a comb over and the skinny microphone. He was no, super weird looking. I like Gene Rayburn. Please I'm don't not be saying I didn't like him. I liked him a lot, but he was a weird looking dude. Wonder what what is the skill set that someone, you know, you hey, you'd be a good talk show or a good um, game show host. Why don't you try that? Yeah, I don't right? know. 
you know? Uh, Lex, look up Gene. Look up Gene Rayburn and tell me if that's not a goofy looking guy. Gene I mean, he's Rayburn. goofy looking, but he was married to Helen Ticknor. Helen Ticknor. Was he really? Yes, he Who's was. She? I don't Who's know. Who's Helen Ticknor? I don't know. She well, doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so. Oh, so she. What Hel- Helen Ticknor wasn't she? Um, yep. Wasn't she like one of those people who would show up on Love Boat? What? You know, one of those character actresses no, that you'd be like, so. oh, yeah, I've seen her. If she doesn't have a link on Wikipedia, then she she was just married to Gene Rayburn. Right? She did. That's all right. she did in her life. Hey, you oh, know who we haven't is. talked about is Steve Harvey. Probably the best uh, game show host in he history. He's funny as all get out, isn't he? I mean, he doesn't stop. No, he is. I mean, he is just about yeah. like uh, 10 out of a possible 10. Okay, so what are your top three? Uh, top three would be uh, Jeopardy, Let's Make a Deal, and um, I hate to say it. I mean, because it goes way back. Maybe Password. Really? Okay. Yeah, that was a weird show. I like that show. Um, okay. What happened to name that tune? That wasn't on there. No. Remember Kathy Lee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was Kathy Lee Johnson I, I can, then. Yeah, I can name that song in, right? Mm-hmm. Three and notes. And go. I don't think I know that one. Kathy would sing it for you. Right. Uh, my top three, um, even though you didn't ask, should I tell yeah, you? Yeah, I'm asking you, yes. But you, you sort of. <laughs> I did. Me. I did. Match game, whose line, and $25,000 pyramid. Match game, whose line. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I think I saw one episode of whose line. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I've seen every episode really? at least five times. What? Every single one. Really? I mean, every that's a, single that's one. basically the genius of improv is what that is. Oh, it, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can do all of that to have it make sense and to make it be funny. Yeah. But I mean, it's set, one thing if it? you just make it funny and then be one thing if you just had it make sense. And the fact that you can do both things or if you're Wayne Brady, like you, you, you can, you know, create songs off the fly. It's just yep. it's something else. That's the beauty of improv. Yeah. And even I, I like the first incarnation, which was the Drew Carey version, and the second incarnation with the other host. She does a really good job. Mm-hmm. Can't think of what her name is, but both of them are good. Very nice. Okay. Uh, so, Ryan Seacrest, congratulations to you. I'll continue not to watch just because I don't watch. <laughs> okay, that's right? great. That's perfect. And I'm going to look up Gene Rayburn. Okay, <laughs> Gene Rayburn. Uh, and and Helen break. Ticknor. Mrs. Helen Ticknor or Mrs. <laughs> Gene Rayburn. We'll be back in a minute. Okay. Stick around. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. 
The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to ethoslife.com now for your free estimate. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Ethoslife.com. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65 plus. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. If you've been praying for healing, this may be your moment. Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh July 9th and 10th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton in Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, July 9th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, July 10th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. Word FM presents the Summer Love and Sweepstakes, sponsored by Bachman Roofing and Solar. Enter now for your chance to win the perfect date night for two. August 18th, our grand prize couple will be swept away on our Gateway Clipper dinner cruise, followed by a romantic night stay at the mansions on 5th. Grand prize to be awarded August 11th, followed by three more weekly dinner for two giveaways during August. The Summer Love and Sweepstakes, sponsored by Bachman Roofing and Solar, creating lasting relationships with customers for over 50 years. Enter now at wordfm.com. When I was a little kid, going to Hills, the location we went to was on Route 19 in the North Hills. Hills Department Store. Yes. That was, I loved it so much. And then, of course, it moved later to North Hills Village. But the smell of the snack bar kind of wafted out to you, even when you were still in your car, pulling into the lot. Were you getting a pretzel and a frozen Coke or popcorn uh, or what? It was a, it was like the cheriest possible slushy oh that sounds good it was like the reddest thing in the world and i really liked the super old popcorn that had been under the light for a couple mm-hmm. days there's yeah, something a long, about skinny that. bag right uh-huh. it was exactly. kind of yellow right exactly mm-hmm. well uh in the trib today they released the news that the return of the hills snack bar what is one step closer to reality because just Last year, Jason Powell of Aliquippa revealed he was bringing back a version of the snack bar in the form of a food truck. And today he announced that the PA Department of Agriculture has given his truck a clean bill of health. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is crazy. This is super exciting. He said uh, his plan is to take the truck to former Hills locations. And he says the response has been nothing but positive. Everybody I've ever talked to has nothing but great things and memories about Hills. So to be able to bring that back to the community is heartwarming. What the heck? He'll be equipped with an icy machine with nachos, hot dogs, and other snacks. 
How about that? Hills started in 1957, lasted until 1999 when it was bought out by Ames. Hmm. And if you're really, really missing Hills, you can, of course, before the uh, food truck comes out, get a candle from Sugar Creek Candle, which smells like Hills. What the heck? Is that a regional thing, you think? Hills. Oh, yeah, big time. Okay. All right, well, I'd go to the food truck. Would you? Yes, just for the yeah. purpose of that ch- super cherry thing, yeah. Off we go to Hills. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.